Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, a senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Thank you, Pastor Spencer. Hey, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Hey, let's just give Jesus the praise. Let's give Jesus the glory. Hey, let me just quickly pray before I start my word today. I definitely feel that I've got a word in season, a word uh, that God's been speaking to me. And I just wanted to, you know, encourage you with that, what God's speaking to me. Hey, we are in miracle territory. Let's just keep declaring that. Never forget that. That's a declaration on our church and individually for each and every one of you who are part of Global Heart Church. So, Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you for everyone who's gathered here today. We thank you for the privilege to be able to call you our Lord and Savior. We thank you uh, for your word. And as I speak today, Father God, let you speak through me. Let people's hearts be open and soft and be ready for what you're speaking through us in this season. We commit this time into your hands. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen. Hey, why don't you take your seats? Thank you. Thank you, band. Hey, such a privilege and an honor to be standing here in front of you today. Uh, as Pastor Spencer mentioned, I've, I have two roles that I do in church. One is as, you know, part of the, um, the eldership and the vision team, which is really just being there for Pastor Jared um, and what the vision is laid for in his heart by God. How do we unpack that? How do we help? How do we prayerfully approach that? How do we go about making that happen? And I'm uh, so blessed to be a part of that, part, part of the team and the privilege that it offers to be able to, to do that. The second is really uh, as the, you know, looking after the operations of our global uh, campuses now. You know, we are quite international, located in four continents. How good is God? Um, and really it's to help um, hold up not just Pastor Jared's hand. As I said, you know, my uh, role in that operationally is to hold up Pastor Jared's hand. And, but also hold up all of our pastoral teams, not just here in Perth, but also in each of our locations, our staff and our Perth. So that's really my role description. And it has been such an honor and a privilege to be able to travel and see all of our locations and see what is happening there. The one thing I want to encourage you today is when we travel, right, uh, when Pastor Jared goes or when I'm going or any, any one of our team is going to any of our locations, we're not just going because, hey, it's such a great, cool trip. I get to see a different place. But what we are really doing is we are representing you in these locations. You have a part to play for us to be able to do what we do where God has called us to do what we are doing, right? And we are there representing you. We are taking a piece of you, we're taking a piece of your faith, we're taking a piece of your calling, and you're called to, you know, obediently surrender to what God's calling you to be a part of in this church. That's what we're doing when we go out there. You know, we go with your prayers, we go with your support, and we go with your love. And that's what they see when they meet us. They see not just us and what we bring, our faith, but they see the faith of birth, the faith of this campus. That's really what they are seeing. So just be encouraged by that. That's the first thing. And, you know, I, I just pray that, you know, I continue to do this, this job that's now, you know, if you had asked me a couple, couple of years ago, I, I had no clue this is what was going to be happening <laughs> to me standing here speaking today or doing the role that I'm doing. But, you know, I just uh, pray that I continue to do that with a humble heart and not on my strength, but on God's strength. Yeah. 
And so just keep, keep us in your prayers. And there were so many highlights in this trip that I want to you know, talk about. The first thing I want to do is before I start is to just acknowledge my family. Um, it's been such a privilege to be able to do what I do, but I can't do that without the support of my family, right? Uh, oh, I wasn't expecting that, but may, <laughs> it's so good to be able to do a pana, my wife, you know, she releases me to be able to do what I do. You know, my kids release me to do what I do. And it's been such a, you know, I've missed them, but I absolutely honor them for God, uh, honor God for putting them in my life and I honor them for being a part of my family. Uh, so let's go off to, to Melbourne. I don't like looking at pictures of myself. <laughs> let's go to Melbourne. Hey, first, uh, the, the trip really started off in Melbourne. Uh, it was, you know, a couple of years we were not able to travel, go see the family. It's so close, you know, you just feel that members there. I, I would, you know, in my normal travel years, I'd be going to Melbourne three or four times a week just on work. Over the last, you know, 10 years, I've just gone to Melbourne so many times. But in the last two years, we were not allowed to go. Or if we were allowed to go, we were not allowed to come back. <laughs> right? So, anyway. Um, so it was really encouraging to see Pastor Eli and Fatima and the team really, you know, going after the call of God. I was there on Mother's Day. It was such a, you know, exciting time. Sean was leading worship, which I missed seeing Sean here. And got to see Pastor Sue preach to the church, but I was sitting in, in Melbourne. You know, such a, such a powerful uh, message that was there. They are, you know, doing an amazing job. They are growing in the season of challenge. It feels like they are planting church, uh, three churches in three years, you know, it just feels like start and then the pandemic closed down, start again, start again. So they've absolutely been, um, you know, stirred up by faith to be able to keep going and they're absolutely going strong in the season. Melbourne is also a very creative city, you know, um, and very stylish city at that. We had to dress up to go get coffee. <laughs> Felt very underdressed in, in, in Melbourne most of the time. But hey, God is adding so many new creative people into our church, right? Be encouraged that God's bringing a lot of people in. God's transforming lives. At the end of the day, what is really encouraging for us is the stories of, you know, Pastor Eli's Baba who comes in, doesn't know Jesus, what he was before and what he is after he knows Jesus. Pastor Jerry goes and says, I can't recognize you. Who is this person? That change is what we have to be encouraged by when we come to church, when we sow into church, when we give into what we do in our missions. That's really the fruit of what we are called to do. Again, just be encouraged. We are seeing miracles in there. And we believe that, you know, God's got a, a, a great plan and purpose for us in the city of Melbourne. Pastor Jared and I came back feeling really refreshed as we left Melbourne. Hey, we are meant to be here. We are meant to do this. We're going to keep going. We're going to commit, recommit whatever we need. They are looking for a new venue or a more permanent building. So keep praying for that. God's going to open the right place, add more people. And many people are going to be impacted and saved in Melbourne through Global Heart Church. Right. Miracle Territory again. The next thing from there, you know, went to Lusaka. Very high contrast. It was, uh, it was funny. Um, Melbourne was cold, uh, much colder than Perth at that time. And, you know, he heading off to Lusaka. The one thing, you know, you go from uh, a church that's really just, we're just slanted and it's starting to, you know, take baby steps and, and do things. And you go into Lusaka, 
we saw a huge momentum of God in, in, in the city, in our church. We could see excitement. We could see people really being stirred up. And this is in the middle of, you know, just coming out of the pandemic there as well. It's not nothing different. So they are struggling. And Lusaka as a country has been ravaged by the pandemic quite a lot. You know, they've lost jobs, lost their livelihood, lots of challenges in the economy. But they've come out of this as a church. The people in our church are like really ready to go. We've seen miracles happen in lives, but also, you know, through the building that we've just, sorry, the, the land that we've just purchased, you know, it was really exciting to be able to see that. And such an encouragement for us to see on the, when we went in there, we had our one heart night. We had a hundred volunteers in our church in, in, in Zambia. Imagine that, a hundred people. We've got about 40 to 50% of our people in church, serving in church. They already get what this thing is, you know, Pastor Jerry has been talking about kingdom purpose, right? They already get that. They're turning week in, week out, bumping in church, getting the church go. That's a photo of our, you know, one heart night gathering. Pastor Jared and I are somewhere there in the middle. It was so exciting there. And then, you know, just to see Pastor Liam and Lisa back, I felt like I was meeting them in their home. <laughs> they felt like they belonged back there. They were back home. Absolutely embraced by the community. Love the fact that they've come back. The church is really stirred up by that faith as well. And then, obviously, had, you know, such a, a great time with Pastor Justin. Justin's doing such an amazing job. Has done, you know, over the last two years while Pastor Liam and Lisa were here. We had a fantastic time with him. And as we went into the land, you know, it was a very supernatural moment for us. For Pastor and I, this was just after we had processed what has just happened to us. As we walked into the land, the only thing that we could really, we, we were lost for words. For five minutes, we were just blabbering. We were like, wow, wow, wow. That's all we could say. We, we were really gobsmacked at the miracle of what God has provided for us. Hey, and this wasn't just for an experience for Pastor Jared and me. It wasn't. What I want you to recognize today and hear from us is that as we were experiencing that, that's an experience for us as a church. It's an experience for each and every one of you who has sown into our church, has been there, has carried the church. And that's an experience that we were having there, but it's a supernatural experience for us as a church. We were in tears, took a while, and then we got excited on that photo of, you know, wow, this, what has God got here? And, you know, we were just amazed by what God is going to continue to do there and the miracles and everything that's going to happen there. Okay, but what made this possible was your faith, the faith of the church. Every time we went off and did these things at our campuses, for us, it was really the stirring that we are able to do this because of Perth. Because of the solid base that we have here, the firm foundation that we are able to, you know, call Global Heart Church, Perth, home, and the things that people do every day, put church up, come in, so faithfully, give their tithes. For many years, for 23 years, we've been doing this. So all of that's happening today is because of that faithful giving, that faithful, consistent, you know, journey that you've been in because of that. And that's what really empowers us to be able to do this. This didn't happen overnight. And we are ready now to step into another miraculous season because of that faithful giving. So just give yourselves a good clap. You know, I think you deserve this as much as anyone else. 
And Pastor Jared's message in the season again just, you know, was just stirring us to go, hey, let's get, it, get ready for the next level, an increased level of responsibility, an increased level of service, an increased level of sacrifice, an increased level of surrender, and finding your kingdom purpose in this house. This is what he was stirring up the whole, whole of our church, right? And what was really exciting is that what the people in our church in Lusaka were absolutely getting this. That photo of 100 people serving. But then we had a meeting which was around our, um, you know, what is our plans for our church building. And the kind of people that turned up for that, we had lawyers who were there. We had architects who were there. You know, Pastor Jared was a bit, well, this is, I wasn't sure what this meeting was about, but we were planning the building, <laughs> right? So for us to have the right people turn up for that wasn't supernatural. It wasn't a coincidence that the person who, who was doing our land um, deals isn't, you know, the lawyer who's helping us with our paperwork there. He wouldn't come to church um, for many years. His girlfriend said, now, nah, if you don't put God first, I'm not going to get married to you. I'm not going to hang out with you. So she kept, kept on him. He turned up one day, got touched, got saved, and then he turns up and said, this was the missing link in my life. The church and Jesus is what was missing. I really get it. And he said, I'm meant to be here when this thing was happening. Now, his, his whole job, well, he was an expert in the local law and the conveyancing process of getting lands registered and everything else. You, we couldn't find funnier coincidences like this in the kingdom. Right? It's a perfect timing of God, and that's what we need to be encouraged, but we, we are meant to do this. We are, we are there in the right timing of God and the provision of God in and through this. Right? Then, let's fast forward. Then Montreal was cooking in the background at this time. So we, as, a, as a vision team, we were unpacking what was, what was happening there, and a call from the pastors there is to move on to, their, to the next uh, season, and it really started accelerating pretty quickly. Um, Pastor Spencer joined me. Uh, Pastor Spencer and I went to, um, to Montreal. We felt like two spies going into the kingdom. <laughs> hey, we were representing you. <laughs> Trying to find out what was happening. Hey, and we needed to get godly eyes to see what was happening. We, we could be overawed by the challenges that were there, that, that the pandemic had taken a toll on the church and everything that was happening. But we needed to get godly eyes perspectives on, you know, you know we, were going not, we were looking for milk and honey, but not getting, you know, uh, challenged or worried or frustrated about the giants that were there. You know, this is going to be tough. This is going to take a lot of resources. It's going to take Pastor Spencer and Leah to go there. Such a big leadership vacuum that's going to leave here. You know, there was a lot of information that we had to process and make a choice on. And that's absolutely felt through every meeting God was telling us we were meant to do this. Pastor Spencer and I are going, we were convicted. The vision team got convicted. Pastor Jared like, oh, yeah, no, we meant to do this. You know, at the end of the day, we were absolutely called to do this. It was a process and a journey. And it was pretty intense. I do want to show one picture of, you know, we had some fun in Montreal as well. It was a supernatural moment having just made an announcement in church. We, Pastor Spencer and I were again in tears. You know, I had, I had the opportunity to cry twice, or more than twice in this trip. But that was one of those things that I really felt emotional just say, welcome to the Global Heart family. Just felt the privilege and the responsibility of saying something like that on your behalf again. Again, wasn't something that we were doing. Hey, we say, hey, welcome. We were extending a warm welcome, an embrace on behalf of Global Heart Church around our campuses and all our locations. And this, um, and then we we were wrecked. Went out for ice cream after that. 
So here's a picture of uh, Pastor Spencer and I having ice cream with uh, one of our key couples in, uh, in Montreal. Um, <laughs> the funny story about this was we, had, we went to this place, this amazing ice cream place, and uh, they have great flavors, and then you get to dip it in chocolate or other toppings, and we had, to, we had that ice cream. We really enjoyed it. And then Pastor Spencer and I went for seconds. <laughs> Well, that was a representation of all of you. <laughs> you, were sending, you were sending us, and that's what we were doing. Hey, but what it felt like we were all in. We were not holding back. We were going to go for it, right? Ice cream or otherwise, we were going to go for everything that God's called us to do in this season. Hey, it was absolutely exciting, right? And we are so blessed uh, to have Pastor Spencer and Leah respond to the call of God to go there. They're going to be an awesome blessing there. And the people are already loving on them. People are already embracing them. And it's such an exciting season for us as a church as we head into, into this. And, you know, through this whole time, lots was happening back here in Perth. We had the Heart for the House weekend. We had Pastor Benjamin Lim come in and speak to us. It was, I felt like I was missing out on a lot of things as well while all of that was happening. But, you know, again, the, the miracle offering around our commitments in the heart for the house that absolutely stirred up what we were meant to be doing right it was a special weekend again we are able to do everything we were god has called us to do because of that faithful giving because of that that faithful step of you know getting out of your comfort zone getting above and beyond the call of our comfort that's really what was happening here in Berlin. that was such an encouragement for us as we go as pastor jared was there the week after Pastor Jordan's there now. We're going to have Pastor Amber go in a bit shortly. Hey, we're all going there because of the encouragement, because of the faith, because of your finances that you put in here into our call overseas into all these places. And I'm so blessed that we are in a season of harvest, not here, but also in a season of harvest and miracles in Montreal, Quebec, and beyond in Canada. Right? So then I came back home. That's pretty much the update on the other side. I came back home very energized and very rejuvenated. You know, I missed my family. It was really good to be back. Missed church. Loved Friday night. Got pumping. You know, but for me, I really came back with a renewed sense of wow. Right? I just felt wow. And today, the title of my message is really Renew Your Wow. Right? So this was what God was speaking to me, and I just thought I'll, I'll encourage you with what was happening in my life and, in and through, this, through this journey, and if I can respond to how do I renew my wow of what God is doing in my life. Personally in my life, you know, I have to honor Pastor Jared and Sue for the choices, for church, for us to be able to come here, call this church our church and our home, and have family here. You know, I had to call Pastor Jared multiple times and say, Pastor Jared, thank you. Thank you for your choices. Thank you for what you've done. And I just never want to get familiar with that, right? I just want to give, hey, I'm just wowed by your choices many years ago to plant this church. And I'm so blessed by that. The second thing is like, you know, personally, as I was going through that, I said, hey, how, what does this, you know, wow, a sense of what we need to carry here in Perth and in our church here? It's like the first thing that we can do to renew our wow the first thing we need to do is to renew our wow of Jesus, right? The first thing is to renew our, our wow of Jesus. Now, my story is one of, you know, brokenness um, where I, 
have lost, uh, built lots of things, broke lots of things, lost lots of things, uh, was at, at my end, my marriage was, was at its end, lots of things, lots of challenges. If God wasn't there to restore, if God wasn't there to restore my finances, God wasn't there to restore my relationship, I would be nowhere. I just absolutely had to go in a new, fresh way. I had to renew. Wow, Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you're helping me do today. And this scripture really spoke to me during the season. And it was saying, it was from Revelations 1, uh, verse 8. It says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. I am the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come, the Almighty One. To me, this was an overarching thing telling me, hey, I've got this. God's telling me, I've got this. Don't you worry. All you need to do is just focus on me because I was there before you. I'm going to be there after you. You are just there, part of my plan. And as long as you keep doing that, God's got everything. He is the Almighty One. This was really speaking to me. It's like, oh, wow. Thank you, Jesus, for my salvation. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing me into this church. Thank you, Jesus, for allowing me to serve here, giving me an opportunity to serve, an opportunity to connect the leaders that we have. I just have a profound sense of the wow of Jesus in my life. To me, that was a good, good first thing that I, I was wowed by in this trip. Hey, and, and let me um, say this here. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, whether you're a new Christian or been many years a Christian, you can always renew our wow of Jesus. You know, we got to get stirred up every morning. Wow, thank you, Jesus. One more time. You know, in a fresh way, in a renewed way. We got to go, thank you. Thank you again. Let's just not take it for granted what Jesus has done for us. And Jesus has done for us personally in our life as well. The next thing I had to do was to be renewed by the wow of his church. And this is a call to us. We need to be, you know, renewed by the wow of Jesus. And then his plan, which is his church. You know, this is the church of uh, Jesus Christ I'm talking about. You know, not just Global Heart Church or other churches. I'm saying the church of Jesus Christ is more relevant. You, whether it's Melbourne or Lusaka or, you know, Canada or Hamburg, wherever we are and wherever we aren't, the relevance of Jesus today is more important, right? The hope of Jesus today is more important. And the stories we see time and time again really impacted me through, through the season to say, hey, the church is quite important in the way God wants us to. It says in Ephesians 3, chapter 10, sorry, chapter 3, verses 10 to 11. God's purpose in all this was to use the church, to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was his eternal plan which he carried out through Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus our Lord. So us gathering here today has a heavenly purpose. Let's recognize what and why we are gathering here today. Imagine this, God's putting up a show. God's putting up a display of wisdom of his wisdom by having us here coming together as a church to the heavenly realms. Right? So this was his eternal plan. This was his plan. His reason to get us all together as a church is to display to everyone else his wisdom. Such a privilege, right? Say so for us to be able to play a part in God's display of wisdom. Seems to be no excitement. Come on. We get to play a part in his display of wisdom, which is us. 
Well, such a privilege. I'm just wowed by that, right? We should be wowed by that. Us gathering here today has a heavenly purpose. It's not about you. Yes, it's about you. But it's not about the, you. It's not about the person sitting next to you. But ultimately, it's about God. What we turn up here for is for God and His display in the heavenly realms. Hey, whether it's that Baba I was talking about, you know, in Melbourne, that Pastor Jared was saying, you know, Pastor Eli's Baba, he couldn't recognize him when he, when he became a Christian. You know, I was impacted by a story um, in, in Lusaka when I was, you know, met one of our, our key business people there and he was like, hey, tell me about your story. And I was, we were sitting in this fancy restaurant having a great piece of steak and he just started to tell me his story and he just went, oh, well, when I was a few weeks old, uh, my dad was sacrificed to witchcraft to keep his uncle alive. How do you eat after that? Right? And he just said, my mom got kicked out of the country. She left the country, had to go to a different country. But she was a praying woman, trusted God. We never went for, lacked, went for anything. We never lacked for anything in our life. God always provided. The church stepped up. The church stepped up. People would turn up with food. People would turn up with shelter. She would get jobs. When a job was finished, she would get another job. There was always food on the table. God turned up and the church turned up for her. Right? Again, just having that experience is just the, the wow of what Christ's choice of the church is. And we can't take that for granted. It says that, you know, in Acts 20, 28, it says, so guard yourself and God's people. Feed and shepherd God's flock. His church purchased with his own blood. So God purchased the church, which is you and me, with his own blood. And what we are called to do is to not bypass that purpose. Don't say, I don't need to be in church. I don't need to serve. I don't need to do what I'm called to do. We are meant to be in this together. We are meant to do this together because God purchased the church with his blood. So us gathering here today as a church has a heavenly purpose. And this should renew our wow of church. This was how it was happening in, in me. I just go, wow. I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Because I wasn't here. I wasn't getting, you know, I wasn't having a seat. I had, we had to pull cables. You know, I'll tell you the familiar, the thing that really, you know, spoke at this time was Pastor Jared in Melbourne when we had to pack up church. He was pulling the cables. He was putting the, the boxes away. He was, you know, rolling up the screens. He, he was not you know, without a wow of the opportunity to serve. He wasn't like, you know, just turning up, doing the preach and going. No, he was very much part of everything that was happening there. He was very invested in this. He was setting an example as well. So I was wowed by that, right? So for me, the first thing is that I was wowed by Jesus one more time. I just felt, hey, I was wowed by his church and his plan for us. The next thing was really, I was wowed by the kingdom purpose, so we need to renew the wow of your kingdom purpose. Renew the wow of your kingdom purposes. Pastor Jen has been talking about this over this last year, you know, very strongly about finding our kingdom purpose in the house and outside the house. And there was one scripture that's really stood out to me through this whole season. I've had an opportunity to encourage our teams in, in Melbourne, in Lusaka, in Montreal. And for me, every time this was a scripture that was really speaking to me. It said, for we are his workmanship. In Ephesians 2, verse 10, in the Amplified Version, it says, for we are his workmanship, 
his own masterwork, a work of art, created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking parts which he set so we could walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. Such a powerful scripture for me, right? What it was saying is we all have a kingdom purpose. The fact that we were even created, we have a kingdom purpose already, right? He, we are his masterpiece, his workmanship. And when God's created something, he's not going to do anything by random or by accident. It was deliberate. It was a work of art, right? And we are all renewed by Christ Jesus to do good works. So there's works, right? The, the operative word being work. We are all supposed to work, do something, right? Not just turn up, have coffee and go. We are meant to do something here, right? There's that good works, but God's already prepared it. All we need to know is what is it that God's prepared for me? How do I then find a way to walk in that purpose? So God's already prepared a path for you. You just need to turn up and walk that path. That's all you need to be doing. Hey, and if you're not sure how that is done, please come and talk to the leaders. Please come and talk to your pastoral team. I just want to give, give it up firstly to our pastoral team. I just want to give a big shout out and a big round of applause, I think, to our pastoral team. Not just here, but also in all of our campus locations. They carry the heart of God. I can tell you, they are here to stir you up. They're here to equip you. They're here to bring what's best for you and for your children. You know, Pastor Jared says, I'm, less, I'm more interested in your children than you are. And then when we say something like that in Montreal, they go, what? See, we get so used to, you know, hearing it all the time. But for them, it was new. It was fresh. It wasn't just about the pastors. It wasn't just about the person that they're talking to. It's beyond that. It's beyond into... And then, you know, we find all the people getting added to our church. You know, we had a lawyer, as I mentioned, who, who helped with our conveyancing. We had an architect turn up in our church in, in Lusaka. He's been part of a church. But his experience is building churches around, around Africa. I mean, what, what are the odds of that? Right? It can't be a coincidence. So he's found kingdom purpose there. There's business people getting added saying, I can do this. I, I've got a role here. I know what to do here. How do you impact people in social services in the community? I know I'm, I can do this. There's so many people turning up and saying, I have a kingdom purpose in the house and a kingdom purpose outside the house. Right? Right? Are you ready to renew the wow? Right. But what really stops us from renewing this wow? Right? So this is where it really, you know, kind of struck me when I came back here and I said, oh, how do I break through this thing? Let's get a glass of water. Hey, the one thing that stops us from renewing our wow is familiarity. So it's just getting familiar. Right? Let me just read this from the scriptures. You probably would have heard this, you know, speak differently. But for me, it was such an impacting uh, part of my journey over the last, you know, few months. It says in Mark chapter 6, verses 1 to 6, Jesus left a part of the country and returned with his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. The next Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogue. And many who heard him were amazed. They asked, 
where did he get all this wisdom and the power to perform such miracles? So they were amazed. That's where it started, right? They were amazed. Then they scoffed. He's just a carpenter. Such a contrast of emotions very quickly, right? He's just a carpenter, the son of Mary and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon. It's just Pastor Jared. It's just Pastor Spencer. It's just Pastor Luke. We've suddenly gone from, you know, having a wow to just being comfortable and just being recognized and just being familiar with people. And his sisters live right here among us. They were deeply offended and refused to believe him. Right? So what it's saying is that, and then Jesus says, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And because of their unbelief, he could not do any miracles except among among them except to place his hands on a few six people just a little bit here and there and heal them he was not able to do anything they were amazed then they scoffed they had unbelief right and he couldn't do anything right so we can never become a church or a, or a, or a location here that gets familiar familiarity is something we've got to f- constantly fight against am I familiar I turn up at Pastor Jared's office once every two or three weeks and say, Pastor Jared, am I familiar? Am I assuming? Am I doing this? It's got to be part of our vocabulary here. You need to come back to your pastoral teams. You need to come back to your connect leaders. You need to come back to your regional leaders. The entire extension of our pastoral and say, am I getting familiar? Your department leaders, your team leaders running your rosters, you need to come up and say, am I getting familiar? Am I taking things for granted? Right? What it says is, I kind of missed my notes now. Hey, when, when we have familiarity creeping in, what it makes us, it makes us flippant, it makes us casual, it makes us very irreverent, we have no wow, we just go, well, coffee's bad today, who was the barista, I'm not, you know, what milk did they use today, you know, we get Monday, now why is the ushering team asking me to sit there, uh, I usually sit here, you know, this is what is my place. There's so many things that we just get irreverent, mundane, take for granted, so many things, right? If you did, you had to sometimes go get a whole chair and put it down to sit down in Montreal. It wasn't, it wasn't easy. Things had to, sorry, not in Montreal, in Melbourne. <laughs> but, you know, you can't, they can't complain about the cold, the heat, the rain. If they didn't turn up, church didn't happen, right? So, if, so the way they actually do this in Melbourne is they split their comms equipment across three cars so if one person is not able to make it there's some redundancy in place to at least have two lights instead of three so that's how they're having it to do it there they're doing it tough in in many they're excited people come in excited they're 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 energetic they're coming in but here we come in the aircon is cold the aircon is hot you know why why we you know coffee's Coffee's too cold, coffee's too warm. This pastor didn't smile at me, that pastor challenged me. Could be all of those things that we start complaining about, right? Hey, we have a great facility, we have great coffee. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> we have a fantastic pastoral team and a team that's there interested in you and your children and your destiny. You know, never get familiar with that. So, what happens when you get familiar? The first thing that happens is it stops us from honoring. When we get familiar, it stops us from honoring. We become ungrateful. We have a sense of entitlement. We lack, you know, a sense of appreciation when we assume things. It says, in, again, in that same, they scoffed, you know. 
It says in that scripture, they scoffed. They were deeply offended. Deeply, not just offended. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. After they were just amazed. So you're amazed by coming to church and then you're offended and scoffed very easily. It can happen to anyone. We have to be guarding ourselves against this familiarity, everything. <laughs> hey, I'm preaching to myself as much as I'm preaching to everyone else. So, hey. So, I'm not, I need to, you know, constantly get myself into that place. Ultimately, it is your response to God and your leaders. And that's what's going to make the difference. It says in 1 Timothy 5.17, The elders who direct the affairs of church well are worthy of double honor, especially those who work in preaching and teaching. So make sure you're bringing honor to the team bringing honor to your pastoral teams, to your leaders, to everyone who's there to impact and, and improve your life really and the destiny of what God has. The second point is familiarity stops us from stretching. Familiarity stops us from stretching. It produces excuses. Oh, well, I can't come in today. I've got work. I've had a late night. I can't do this. These are not choices that you get to make in a church plant, in a new location, right? So we've got to have a sense of wow about those things it produces a critiquing mindset which I just spoke about you know coffee not being great or the chairs not being orderly or people not wearing masks could be lots of different things he's complaining about hey familiarity stops us from stretching and the third point is familiarity stops us from our miracles God could not do anything. Jesus couldn't do anything. He could do a little bit here and there. You don't want to have a little bit here and there in life, right? You can't allow doubt to creep in. Fear will then come in. Control will then start to take over. Offense starts to take a big place in your heart. And then cynicism, you start to scoff and everything goes down. Make sure you are always having a wow in the house a wow for what God is doing in this season now how do we really get this uh, this sense of wow how do we get over this familiarity you know the first thing is again God's revelation is what can stop familiarity go back to God have a godly revelation go into the word of God find understanding in what Jesus is again find understanding the purpose of his church find understanding in the purpose of your purpose in the kingdom. Those are the things you need to be doing constantly. The second thing is that seek godly counsel. It says in Proverbs 15, 22, plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. So make sure you're focused on having a godly counsel around you at all times. You got to allow God to renew you, God to refresh you, God to find that new friends of purpose in your life. Also, you need godly relationships in your life, right? And it says that in Hebrews 10, 24, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Love and good works. Again, works. So again, if you come to our church, you will be stirred. You will be challenged. You will be asked. You will be asked to step out. You will be asked to step in. You will always be stirred because we are challenging you. We are committed to motivating you and get you into your love for one another and for good works. Once again, the power of renewing our wow is what makes us all absolutely, absolutely exciting. Hey, last point before I finish. For us to be able to do this, we need to renew the wow in our everyday. 
not the big fancy things not the big goals not the montreal church not the big building but in our everyday we are meant to be renewing our vow right and this takes submitting to god this takes obedience to god it takes a big level of trust that he's got better plans for you and he is the one that can make everything possible for with god nothing is or ever shall be impossible that's what the scripture says so god is in this with you he is beside you he is rooting for you he's got this for you and he's actually fighting for you remember we are here because he wants to wow the heavenly realms with us let's just renew a whole new hope of renewing what jesus is what his church is and what our kingdom purpose is in this season thank you sense of wow the first thing you need to do is have a relationship with Jesus Jesus is the one that could give you that purpose of wow the sense of wow and if you've never had that relationship with Jesus if you don't know who I'm talking about today hey this is an opportunity we do we do this in every service as we gather we give people an opportunity to experience that wow of what Jesus is and what he can do in your life i'm just going to quickly you know ask everyone to to bow their heads and close their eyes and this is an opportunity for people who've you know never experienced Jesus in their life and it's also for people who walked away from him who were close to him who knew him but if you've gone away gone astray and you know done things your own way and if you feel that God's calling you back to him this is an opportunity to respond hey as i count to 3 i want you to just lift your hand up so i can just you know acknowledge you and include you in this prayer this is a special moment This is a special moment where Jesus and the angels and everyone in heaven rejoices. This is special. Hey, just just still your hearts and just be open to the response of what God is asking of you today. So I count to 1 2 3. Can you just lift your hand up if you feel that, you know, God's speaking to you. God is asking you to come in and have a sense of wow for him for the first time or if you've known him. and if you feel that you've gone away let's give it another moment right fantastic thank you thank you hey if you if you haven't raised your hand but if you feel that you know god was speaking to you i just want to encourage you to just just pray this this prayer out loud we're all going to join you today in encouraging you it's really just committing ourselves afresh to you know the call of god in our lives let's say just repeat after me as i say hey dear god i thank you for your love and for sending your son jesus to die on the cross for me i know i've lived life my own way but today i make a decision 
to let go of my old life and live a life for you. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. So help me make good choices as I commit the rest of my life to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, thanks everyone. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.